so oh i'm recording now okay sound so one two three sam becca there we go so hopefully that should keep us synced up for the rest of the the day or the the session so that should be fine um i made tiny little waves when i gulped i'm sorry if you pick that up (laughs) that's fine seriously nothing's gonna beat the fact where i literally i think i got up to do to do something like maybe plug in the charger or something like that and then or i i can't remember but then you and louise thought it'd be a good idea to whisper really close into the mic and i i hate i hate that so much i like it's like someone's whispering you i can't stand it it's the worst i can see that face don't 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 even think about it don't even think about it (laughs) i mean i won't but yeah I'll try. I'll have to sit back every time I want a drink because, as Louise points out, for some reason I gulp really loudly, hmm. which no one really knows why. And it's not like I'm taking in too much air when I'm gulping because yeah. I don't need to like burp afterwards. Well, I've been, I've which been is t- usually like, the clear sign. I've been told by Liv that uh, when I, or by Adam actually, I got told by Adam that depending on when I eat and depending on how blocked my nose is, which to be honest is mostly all the time is I sound like I'm dying when I'm eating food. <laughs> like I'm struggling to breathe. A little bit. A little bit. It's like... <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. And um, I mean, we work with people who like literally choke as they eat. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Welcome to a special episode of Popcorn Profile with myself, Sam, and my co-host as always, Abeka. Hello. And today we're doing a little bit of a special retrospective episode, seeing as uh, I pointed this out like, what, two weeks ago? That it's basically like our one-year anniversary of our first recording. Yeah, it's... essentially. When's our first year anniversary of our posting? Uh, that we're posting? Yeah. Uh, like in March. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's like five months from now. Ah, uh, it means it's like like half a year of like gap. We can we can be like the queen and just have two birthdays. Yeah, exactly. She can do it. Why can't why can't popcorn profile? Exactly. I mean, we've got more prestige. Yeah, we we talk about films. What does the queen talk about? Corgis. <laughs> I think I... that makes her too sad now. <laughs> what corgis? Yeah, because they're all dying. Like she's not getting any more corgis because she doesn't want them to outlive her dying. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, that's a got... sad fact for today. <laughs> and on that real dark note, we thought we'd have a look back at um a retrospective of kind of what we've seen throughout, well, what we've watched and talked about throughout the the podcast. Um, I think it'd be interesting to go back and talk about like the the like a lot of the ones that we did early on because. I mean, I'll open it here. I feel like Bone Tomahawk was like a fumble of how are we doing this? What are we doing? Yeah. Is this how a podcast works? Is yeah, this how we've we podcast? not re-listened to any of them because God forbid you have to listen to that echoey, terrible uh, sound bites and I had to other do it. person. I, I'm, how, would I, we, how do we describe Lewis? A former co-host? Uh, yeah, I'd say a, a former guest. I'd say a former co-host. We did a season, and then he was just like, "I'm not doing this." I guess that'd be the the simplest way to describe it. He's like, "I'm I'm noping out of this." Yeah, he he did the first three Zeller films. Yeah. Um, 
which is quite interesting because I think he 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 was super on the fence on on the side of you when it came to to dragged across concrete, of like this is not great in the slightest whatsoever, and I was like, eh, it's yeah. it's not the worst film I've ever seen. This sort of stuff, but you know, but I suppose it can, yeah. So, which after Lewis left, we kind of went on and did the the wonderful Frank Oz filmography which was which we did with Louise yes which was uh, our resident puppet expert yeah is that what Louise is going to be officially as like friend of the show <laughs> official puppet expert that can be like her subheader like you know if we ever have videos where you see our faces we could no. be like Louise just just fade in the nice fancy font and it's Louise fancy <laughs> puppet expert oh Louise fancy puppet expert yeah and then I can just be See, I just paused because I was like went to say her last name and I was like I won't say Louise's last name yeah this is why I was like hmm I almost did it as well I was like Louise mm. Louise <laughs> Pumpernickel yeah my Puppet expect my brain immediately went put the brakes on that Sam stop that right yeah, now yeah same uh, do we want to go film by film yeah we'll go film by film so okay, for, first checking. firstly our, our first ever film we did was the bone tomahawk did I go that high? No, I no. You, okay. I just thought I'd add to it. So obviously I can we did. Barely hear myself talking. So we did Bone Tomahawk, um, the first one, the the cowboy cannibal western, which I think hang on, I'm gonna get my list. Where is my list? I've Would, got my list ready. Just saying, I'm more prepared than you. Yeah, no. This is. I mean, I, I, one job. I, I mean, are you are you surprised at this point? To be honest, I am surprised. Usually, you've got your notebook with all your notes, and you're prepared. And we have to get you in trouble because you keep making too much noise with all your notes. Yeah, but I got it now. That didn't take too long. So <laughs> I keep trying to think I'm hiding hiding my list from a webcam, but I don't have to. I'm not even. I've not got a webcam right now. You don't even have a webcam. You can't even see my face. I just have to make do with looking at myself. Yeah, well, that's, I guess that's what the audience have as well. <laughs> they can't look at any of our faces. Yeah, the audience also only can look at me. Yeah, that's how that works, right? Well, if yeah, I make if, if, I, if I make the, if, if I make the thumbnail your face, yeah. So we're I've not got the thumbnail my face. Yeah, so I've got I've got Bone Tomahawk and the totals ranked at fourth for the movies. I've got it seventh. Seventh, and that's your seventh. that's your top Zeller film as well, isn't it? That is my top Zeller film. That's also my top Zeller film as well. So I it guess it's a real good one. Yeah, because well, I, I remember specifically when we first talked about doing this podcast and it was like, you're like, okay, what's the first film? It was like, oh, it's a Western called Bone Tomahawk. And you were like, oh, because <laughs> yeah, famously... I wasn't into it at all. I hate Westerns. Yeah, like famously hate Westerns. Um, and not in like a, you need to come into my life and into my DMs and correct me on why Westerns are good. It's just... And be like you studied film you should know why they're good i know they're why they're good i know why there was they were such an influence on like films in general i know some of my favorite films were very much influenced by westerns but i still can't get into them i yeah. still don't like them and that's you know i feel like oh man they're not gonna be funny i'm glad that my i guess like i i feel like i should be more affluenced with social media considering life in general <laughs> and you know podcast promotion and such oh yeah you need to get better at that yeah, i need to get better at that but um 
but it's fine. We've got a sweet picture of Anton in a crop top that we're going to upload. Oh hell yeah! That's exactly. I'm to send you that. It just exists on my phone. <laughs> crop top Anton. Crop top. Yeah, you were there when I took the picture. Was I? Yeah, he's like doing a weird pose and leaning on my footstool. Was this before or after he said he wanted to learn the splits as a gay flex? Because that broke me. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I can't remember that. I'm just remembering when you tried to do the splits in my hallway the other week. Like the other week when I was there for Nightmare or when he tried to do it in your kitchen for Nightmare? Um, That time when he was here when you showed up to drop off a film and ate some cake. That was a good time. Shortly after that he tried to do the splits and it didn't work out. Is he okay? Nothing bad happened. <laughs> Is he okay? He just, he just couldn't do the splits. Oh, poor Anton. <laughs> so yeah, um, I was going to say, like, I'm kind of glad I've never had a random stranger try and correct me on the internet through a DM. I mean, they can't really because all my stuff's private and locked down yeah. specifically because of work. But, like, you know, they can try. Yeah. Well, well I, saw, I saw you do, I saw you have the, I mean, FIFA, this is more of like a gender thing that I saw you post was the um, someone tried to tell you about a f- an f- an something effect that I can't even tell the name of because I <laughs> you okay? you gonna be alright? yeah it was like you know second year of university I was like talking about films with someone and they're like oh do you know about this thing called the Kuleshov effect and you don't know what this is Sam no, I have no idea. Please enlighten me. <laughs> it's a very, very simple thing where you see someone's face and they don't even need to have an expression. They can just have a neutral face looking off into the distance. You show a thing and then you cut back to their face. And that's all the shots are. But because you look at the thing, you then interpret what emotion they're feeling. So if you put like a cake there, it could be like, oh, they're hungry, they want the cake. If you put a person there, it's like, oh, they're wanting love or sex or something like that. Like very simple way of like telling the audience what the person's feeling like without using any words, without being like, hmm, I sure could use some cake. And very simple concept. We could explain it like within like the first three weeks at university. You have a whole class on it. They then re-explain it later when you're making video production. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah this person this guy was like do you know about the Kuleshov effect and I was like yes I study film I'm in my second year which they knew uh-huh. they knew me personally they knew I was in university they like I'm pretty sure I'd been at university that day before we met up and hung out and then he proceeded to go on and re-explain the Kuleshov effect to me but like in a worse way that's like in a right. not very clear way like I wouldn't understand what no. it was if they hadn't if like if I hadn't knew it already Oh boy! But yeah, it's that person was real bad at mansplaining. Yeah, like well, all the time. So anyway, back to Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> back to Bone Tomahawk. I really enjoyed it because even though it was a western and had like weird western elements, there was secret horror thrown in, yeah. and I really enjoyed that. And it was like the acting was really sold for me. It was kind of ruined for me at the end. Um, when the guys gets like. Wishbone. Shipped in half. I've, yeah, been calling, I've, been, I've been calling it wishbone since the first episode. Yeah, since when that guy gets wishbone, got all the build up got ruined for me. But yeah. aside from that, yeah, I, um, I really enjoyed it. My response to that when it happened was because 
the bit where he gets chopped starts getting chopped out, I was like, oh my god, this is graphic. And then they do that. I felt like what yeah. Kurt Russell's face looked like when it happened, which was just, oh my god. <laughs> but another thing that I quite like, other than the horror elements aside, I really like the, the camaraderie of the party. Yeah, I really believed it. Like, I feel like in a lot of films, it's so easy to for them to, like, not have chemistry. And, like, you know, if someone does get shot, you're like, well, they deserved it. They didn't like each other anyway. But when people died in this one, I actually believed that they were getting distraught by it. Yeah. I would rewatch Bone Tomahawk. I would as well. I believe it's, yeah. it's it's my favorite. It's my favorite Zala film, and because I think it's fourth on the list. I definitely agreed. Watch. Yeah. Um, I do. I do like. Oh, what's his name? The the character Chicory was great. Like um, thank yeah. you from Paper Wars character. What's his name? Barry Jenkins. Maybe I've not watched that film in okay. so long. Um, Kurt Russell and um. The, the the sharply dressed guy who's kind of a jerk who the only thing he really likes is his horse and his horse dies and he's very sad yeah he's great um and then we did Brawl and Sub of 99 which I think is the best performance I've seen from Vince Vaughn I think he's really good in it I think he's quite yeah. scary and as well as yes. kind of like as a sort of well I guess well not really an everyman but like you root for him but I I feel like in a lot of films that I've seen him in they don't really use because he's normally in comedy roles or like rom-coms and kind of things like that but in this I kind of felt he was they even used the fact that it was like physical size was quite intimidating to people to the point where yeah. like when it, when they did the fight scenes he just could not get knocked down he was like kind of treated him like a force of nature of sorts yeah, I agree that his acting was like really good in it, and even though he's like this big dude who's really aggressive, and we know he's been really aggressive in the past, and he shows that when like in this first scene he's like punching up car windows and stuff. There's like a reluctance to it, where he knows he can do it, but he he doesn't it, want to. It's like the kind of nuanced performance you want from like your anti heroes mm-hmm. or like sort of turned villains in superhero films that we've just not really achieved much of yeah it's like um it's it makes me think of kind of it's like they have the ability and they have the capacity to commit violence but it's like they're showing so much restraint to avoid that happening like i feel like ryan gosling was quite good at it in drive where there's a specific huh (laughs) i've not seen that yeah um and like i will say this i do feel like a lot of ryan gosling roles are him sort of like blank face looking sad (laughs) <laughs> that is it happens a lot I like all these um, Ryan Gosling films where he's standing around looking sad because I myself I'm a sad white boy but I digress I myself stand at windows looking sad and thinking about how I wish I was Ryan Gosling standing yeah. there looking sad yeah just trying to eat my cereal um, but like he, like he shows a lot of restraint when like you like you, you can like read it in his face and it is like he He's great. I think he's it, like it reminds me of that performance. And again, it has the similar thing of Bone Tomahawk, where I feel like it's kind of not necessarily horror. I mean, Cell Block Ninety Nine looks like something of like a torture chamber from like a hostel movie, where it's like the the prison floor is just strewn with glass. He's got the horrible electric belt on. Yeah, its first two films really sort of di- divert to a different genre halfway through, roughly. Yeah. Like I feel like 
like Brawl starts as like a sort of crime drama and then it turns into a sort of grindhouse B movie almost. I mean, he literally yeah, kicks a, a guy. Down, he literally kicks a guy's head down the toilet. Yeah, he just curb stomps that one guy. And just drags him across the floor. Yeah, he was dragged across concrete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess that's a good segue. I hate that film. Hate yeah, that film. I hate it. It's the worst. I wouldn't watch Brawl, by the way. I wouldn't like rewatch it. No fair. Because as much as I enjoyed it, it's, it's like a one and done type of film for me. Yeah. I think it's a good. Um, I think it's a good silly like group film watch just for like the, yeah. the sort of outlandish like like fight scenes uh and uh tried to cross concrete hated it okay next so we're gonna 10, do <laughs> 20 shouldn't have been made it was terrible it serves no function to society yeah see can make a supercut of all the different ways of run it we could make we could make film. we could make a whole podcast about how you dragged across concrete Dragged across concrete. <laughs> Becca drags, dragged across concrete, across concrete. Yeah. It's, we'll work on it. Yeah. We'll workshop that title. <laughs> dragged across concrete, across concrete. Okay, no, I'm, I hate it. I'm, this is hurt my brain. Becca pours wet concrete on the dragged across concrete. Yeah, I, th- I think the big thing with this was that I think, I think he was trying to go for a film where it was kind of like, like the, the, no, I have to kind of, work it to get to why I might enjoy it which is the idea it's like okay this is kind of like the the mirror opposite of um like the buddy cop drama where the cops are like they're the good righteous cops and they have to try and do everything for good but they're not they're pieces of shit they get they get suspended because they're both pieces of shit like even the wife that's meant to be sympathetic she's a piece of shit they don't learn though and I hate films where it's like the comeuppance for terrible people is just death. Yeah. Like, no, they don't deserve the peace of the abyss. Make yeah. them suffer. I feel like, I feel like Vince Vaughn's is kind of like he kind of gets the peace. I feel like Mel Gibson, kind of has the whole thing where he's like, I don't know what the hell my family's gonna be like. Oh wait, no, he does. What am I talking about? Because then he says, I'll get the money to them. Yeah, they get rewarded for their terrible family drama. Yeah. I used all my good metaphors for it already. Yeah. So, but I'll agree with you, it's my least favourite. I think the pacing is all over the place. It's the bottom of my list. It's terrible. Um, I actually um, I actually watched it yeah. twice in the podcast. Yeah, I, I refused to watch it. It was like yeah. a month between watching it and recording it and I refused. Yeah. I think... I think it holds up slightly better on a second watch, but again, I don't want to watch it ever again. Why does he spray paint his hair? Um, Why? I think the idea behind it was so they could... so the, Oh, yeah, no. I get the idea behind it, but my question is, why wasn't it cut? Because it doesn't go anywhere. He spray paints it and then it's gone. Oh, because they were planning to actually jump the drug dealers because they thought it was a drug Just, deal, not a bank robbery. So It makes no sense and really makes it seem like it was a first draft. Just little things like that where it's like... Mm. If you're confused by something that you're shown as an audience member, then <coughs> someone in the filmmaking process has went and done something wrong. I think when I watched it, I think it, because there was a, there was a lot going on when we when we watched it as like the sort of group viewing. That film is not a, like a group viewing film. You say group viewing? There was four of us. That's a group. And I'm just clarifying. It wasn't like a huge group. We didn't have like a group of twenty in a cinema. It was F- like four of us. 
and I ended up lying on the floor not even looking at it. Fun fact, my flat that I lived in North Berwick ended up having a 20-person viewing on Christmas Eve because John was set, my flatmate, said to everyone that was nearby that had ears, hey guys, we're watching Die Hard. So I had like 20 people, like 15 people I knew and five strangers in my living room watching Die Hard. A classic Christmas move from your flatmate there. Oh my God. I was, I'm not shocked by that story. I was terrified. I was like, as soon as everyone left, uh, one of John's sisters, the one that worked with uh, Frank Oz, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Teaser just, for you. Was just like, you okay, Sal? I was like, I'm fine. Thanks for coming along. There's so many people in my house. Twenty people. Yeah. Man, I'd hate that. I'd hate that so much. I I did not like it. I was, I remember specifically because it was like I was trying to watch the movie. My friend Jesse was trying to watch the movie, and Rosie was trying to watch the movie, and but all three of us just kind of shot the look of like, this is a lot, right? Yeah, this is a so, lot. No, we do not do twenty person watching parties. The most we have is four. It's a it's a smart one. It's What's good- next? What's next is a uh, sorry for cutting you off. Something that's a lot lighter and a lot more upbeat, which um, thanks to Puppet Master Louise, it's a uh, Dark oh, Crystal. Dark Crystal. Oh, we didn't even list. It's fourth on my list. Yeah. Dread Cross Crunky is last. Dead, it's dead, dead last. I already said that. Dead uh, last. Mine, it's second last to me. Last to only one other movie, which will f- Stepford Wives. Which, yeah, which we'll Stepford get to. Wives. Stepford Wives. <laughs> Um, yeah, Dark Crystal. What what a jam. Have you seen the TV show yet? No, I've not seen the TV show yet. I'm disappointed in you. I knew it's got everyone in it. Everyone is here. Yeah. So- Sorry, I keep making really old references to Super Smash. I was going to say, was that, was that Smash? Was that Smash reference? It's a Smash reference. I don't know where it came from, but I, I keep like, referencing it. I was, I was like, my guy, was that a Smash joke? <laughs> I, I think because I've been watching videos where people have been referencing it and these videos are like two or three years old. Oh, have you seen the Steve Rage? I don't people... get why they're Steve Rage. Neither do I. I don't get it. Neither do I. Like, it's just the game, guys. Enjoy your blocks. Enjoy yeah. the fact that Kirby becomes Block Kirby. Yeah, that's the best meme that's come out of that. But anyway, oh, Block... I, I love Blurby. Yeah, Blurby. Blurby aside, um, see... Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. Where is Dark Crystal on my list? Because I feel like Dark Crystal is... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9... 9th out of a list of... 13. Wait, so, hang on. Am I missing a film? 1, 2, 3, mi- 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Where's more of a gala? You're missing two films. No, so I have... We need to talk about Kevin. You were never we need re- to re-record this whole podcast because Sam can't count films. Oh, I know what's missing. It's fine. What's missing? Uh, Nightmare and... Scream. And Scream. That's we fine. asked you your rank of them at the oh, end no, of no, both no. podcasts. No, Scream's there. It's, um... It's Hells of Eyes that's not there. There we go. Yeah, I've got it. Got it. So Terrible. You said you were prepared. You promised me. I didn't promise shit, bruh. <laughs> you went to get your notes, and you said, I am ready. That is a promise. That is a verbal agreement to be ready, and you have failed. <laughs> Contract cancelled with Sam. <laughs> I just fade away like the 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 skeleton. Louise is my contract now. I I, I just fade into bones like the skeleton. Is it Skeksis leader? That just Skeksis. Yeah. So my my thing with Dark Crystal is. It's amazing. I don't like it as much as you and Becca. No, you and Becca. I don't like it as much as you and Louise. <laughs> me and me love it. I don't like it as much as you and the Puppet Master. Yeah. 
Um, I think, I think for me the the plot's pretty bare bones. But like to be honest, the film's not about the, the plot. I'd like the my big thing with it, though. I think it's some of the best, like practical design in both how they film scenes in ter- in terms of even using hum- like people for like certain stunts and making it look super convincing, and all the practical effects and how weird the world is. The world's yeah. amazing. Like like all the all like little weird creatures. Like I always think of the ones that um. What's our main boy called? <laughs> I can't remember. My brain was like Ryu, and I was like, no, that's <laughs> that's Street Fighter Becca. <laughs> and it's because the main guy, the main gelfling in the Dark Crystal TV show, is Ryan. Oh. So it was close. Yeah. It was like a sleep deprived Ryu. Yeah. It's not Ryu. It's actually Ken. Um. Yeah, it's Ken. So Ken Dryden. Ken and Chunley are right into the the, yeah. the Skeksis base on these. Yeah, weird... they find the Skeksis Raiden. Yeah, is that what they're called? Yeah, the Skeksis Raiden. Yeah, they're called Skeksis, and then there's Gelflings. Yeah, um, and it's like they're riding on those weird creatures that look kind of like nightmare yeah. fuel. I feel like they're they are terrifying, man. <laughs> oh my! There's God. there's more of that madness. Like I can't speak for Louise, but for me, definitely a lot of my love of the TV of no of the film comes from the tv show yeah like i liked the film but then i watched the tv show and it's like just builds on it so well and it's like a prequel i think i might i think if you're saying that i might end up with the same thing because i was thinking that i was like would i get more of it you get simon pegg and mark hamill and lena Headey. Oh my. That one guy who played eggsy in kingsman and you get bill hader i like all those people I like literally all those people. Yes, yeah, so do you get I don't know, more more people? But Lena Hattie. There's not so many of them. Let's go, Lena Hattie. Hedy. Hedy. So I apologize. Sorry, Lena Hedy. You know what else she's in? What? Brothers Grimm. Is she? Yeah. Dude, I've not seen that film since I was about. She's the main lady that um, Heath Ledger and what's his face fight over. Oh yeah. So she was. See, Such I, a weird but good film. I still stand by that she was my I think she was my favourite character in for Game of Thrones for a while because she just She just, brought it and then they put her in front of a window with a glass of wine. But we're not here to rant about Game of Thrones. No. That's been done so many times. We're here to talk about Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop Little yeah, Shop of yeah, Horrors. That one. Yeah. That's my that's my favourite out of all Frank Oz's films. I thought that film was That's my favourite of all the films we've done. Yeah. It, Number one, Becca Love. Becca Love. Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. It's a musical. Is... It's got puppets. It's got yeah. Rick Moranis. It's got a leading lady who sings high enough that I feel comfortable singing along. Yeah. Love it. Well, I just remember specifically you and Louise doing um, impressions of Audrey. <laughs> I've not even like voices. It's just a weird noise that she makes when Seymour names yeah. Audrey two after her. It, yeah, he's he's like no Mishnik's like what what's its name? And Seymour's like Audrey two, and she's like after me, and he's like after you, and then she just goes like ah! yeah, and it's the weirdest noise. It's but my favorite Audrey quote is when she's talking about where she meets uh, Steve Martin, and she's like I met him in the gutter. <laughs> And he's like, the gutter? And she's like, the gutter! It's the clap down, whatever. <laughs> There's that natural place where the gutter is. But I just love the way she said, the gutter. No. 
and she's great in it I think she's excellent um, I mean they're all they're, they're all great even like the people that show for like little cameos like John Candy is like the, the wacky radio presenter was real fun yeah Bill Murray's there but, but I lost it when I saw Bill Murray I was like what are you doing here what is this and then Steve See, Ma- it's just common knowledge yeah. for me and then Steve Martin shows up for like the yeah. two- he has my favourite song yeah he has yeah he's my favourite song in the whole film and they even have that weird crazy practical effect where you said they built the like the mouth yeah the giant mouth the giant mouth from scratch for one shot yeah yeah Frank Oz is mad he's a mad lad absolute mad lad but yeah if you watch any film Little Shop of Horrors you cannot go wrong it's so good I will second that that is the most fun film I think we watched it's so great I don't know if we talked about Levi Stubbs last time I hope we did but he's the voice of the plant and like there's just such characterization and the voice alone he's got like it's so mad yeah he's got such a like it's such a like a deep heavy set voice I feel it's just pitch perfect for that like yeah you you never think about what a plant sounds like but Audrey 2 would 100% sound like that yeah absolutely um yeah and if yeah, and if we've got anything else, if we haven't got anything else to say, we'll go to uh, my your worst from film. from the absolute highs to the absolute lows. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> for you, for me personally, Listen, we just somehow managed to each pick a film that the other one hates. Yeah. So we'll see if we can keep that trend up for round two, which I don't think you're going to hate any of the films. Well, maybe one of them. I don't think you'll hate. Um, here, if you think it's what I think it is, uh, I don't. Want, I'm not going to say because spoilers, but like. You'd be surprised. The musical one. Maybe? I don't know. I'd like... As long as... Like, my big it's thing... A, with... It's a terrible adaptation. Like, oh, I don't like it. <laughs> okay. This will be interesting then. Um, so, with this, we're doing Stepford Wives. Which is... I loved it. The only non-puppet film on the Frank Oz filmography. But to be fair, he went on to weird robots. Yeah, he did. Like people puppets. He moved on to people puppets. Right. I will say this. I don't think Step for Wives is without merit. I thought the whole, when they went to suburbia and all, everyone acting kind of off, I quite liked that. Let's I... all be washing machines. Chugga, 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 chugga. Yeah. Love it. By way, Going that, close. That, that's the end of the Step for Wives Amazing. podcast, by the way. Is... I know, I specifically request it in the yeah. podcast and you're nice enough to grant me my wishes you're very welcome um, I think like my big issues for it is that I feel like the the comedy dated almost immediately, I didn't think it was funny at all for a lot of it I also did not like the main character in the slightest, I thought she was kind of a horrible kind of piece of trash and there was the specific part where she's sitting on the stairs with Matthew Broderick where she's like, I'm a good person, you know? I was like, no. Oh, I, I continually forget it's Matthew Broderick. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty... He will always and forever be like a young child to me. Yeah. Bueller, that's it. Bueller forever. Yeah, you never aged. <laughs> you made Ferris Bueller and then you never aged again. That's how it went. That's right, Matthew. You peaked in high school. <laughs> <laughs> F's in chat for Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I just... Like it's just like my kryptonite movie. I, I just Sam's one it. weakness. Stepford, Stepford wives. wives. See, I don't think it's an amazing film. 
I don't think it's brilliantly directed. I don't think it's like groundbreaking or anything like that. But it fits into the specific bracket of really low, well not low budget, but like bad, horrendous, cheesy films that I used to watch a lot with my dad. Like I'd put Stepford Wives roughly into the same sort of bracket as like Tremors. Where it's like almost so bad, it's good type Trem- of films. Tremors has like the super crazy monster as well. And some good old have bacon. You, have you never seen Tremors? I have never seen Tremors. I'm sure we've had this conversation we've before, had this conversa- maybe on the podcast. This might be the third or the fourth time we've had it. Not including podcast Listen, chats. Tremors is a classic. I would recommend Tremors if anyone's like interested in really cheesy weird fun films i'd watch it i generally watch tremors i just feel like it i feel like i don't know why i feel like i get more of a kick out of tremors I, and i have no idea yeah i think you'd like tremors more and also they just released like a half hour making of documentary for tremors hey that'd be appropriate yeah i think i got that recommended to me watch yeah, that but you can watch it because you haven't seen tremors yet yeah i still need to watch that five hour documentary from nightmare <clears throat> well if you've only seen the first nightmare you'll need to watch like the first 40 minutes or so yeah. But yeah, it's it's a really good one. Would yeah. recommend for any Nightmare on Elm Street fans out there. Excellent. I think it's called Never Sleep Again. Yeah, it's Never Sleep Again. Yeah, it's on it's on YouTube and or any Blu-ray discs of Nightmare on Elm Street that you buy. Which they're selling loads of in FOP. Get on it, people. Yeah, but I mean, not everyone's accessible to FOP. This is true. This is true. If you live in Edinburgh, go to FOP. Yeah. Just off Princess Street. If you live in Glasgow, go to FOP. But I think it's off Socky Hot now. Maybe off Sockhill Street? I don't know. I don't know Glasgow. I, I can only say the location of the Edinburgh one because that's the only one I've ever actually been to. Good fop. If you're in Dundee, then suck it. There's no fops there. Mm. Speaking of fops, this has nothing to do with fops. Uh, this, that was the end of Frank Oz's filmography. We then went on to look at Lynn Ramsey, which showed Lynn the first Ramsey. instance of equipment upgrade from slightly okay mic to better mic. Oh, is that when we upgraded from the snowball? Yeah, it was. Ooh. Ooh. Um, exciting times yeah I think that's one thing that's quite funny because you have the audio quality of the first podcast which was let's be real not the best awful terrible then we had we had the to be fair we didn't need it any better (laughs) for our nonsense chats yeah then we had the Frank Oz one where we moved location where I think it was slightly better but still not great yeah more insulated and better sort of sound echo and dampening And then this was the new mic. New mic. New mic. And then we. Yeah, Louise. You make. You make. And then we. Louise ha- was always the same. Louise didn't get upgraded. Yeah. And then we had Ratcatcher, which was the directorial debut of Lynn Ramsey, and it was the first time we've done four films on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where did Ratcatcher's you? Ratcatcher's eighth on my list. Same. <laughs> is also oh my eight. god, we're we... like the same person. Oh my god, holy shit, no way. Oh my god, have you heard about Stacey? Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> okay. it's a Game Grumps meme. I think I remember. I'm just here one. to provide you with really old memes tonight, I'm sorry. It's okay. Becca has one purpose old memes. Old memes. So, would you say Ratcatcher has it? Would you say Ratcatcher has any meme ability, or is it too dark to get to that point? Maybe the mouse? Maybe the mouse on the moon? Yeah, Ratcatcher has like some meme ability. We did meme about the, the mouse on the moon. Yeah. For a bit. But, yeah. The Ratcatcher 
it's like the point or the start of my list of films where I wouldn't rewatch them. Yeah. See, I th- I think I think I'd watch Ratcatcher again. I did really enjoy. I got quite a bit. Of it. I really like Lynn Ramsey's films. I think of all the directors we've looked at, she's my favorite. Um, yeah, she is so good, but like just a lot of her films, I just can't get into due to like lack of attention and focus on my part, not on her part. Yeah, I think. Shockingly enough, the the one person that's like my favorite is the one that focuses on a lot of people going through trauma and getting over trauma. Did you say drama or trauma? Trauma. Should it be more specific? Okay, I heard drama. Yeah. I feel. I, I was like, but like with a T, so it sounded like you said trauma, and I was like, what is trauma? Yeah. Trauma on trams. Oh my god. I had that. I got my I got my finger stuck in a door once on a tram. Yeah, I told Louise about that, and that you got cupcakes. Wait, did I? Yeah, apparently, that's what Liv told me. Yeah. Liv, did that happen? When I got my hand stuck in the tram, did I get cupcakes? No. I heard something about someone getting like a, a something oh, in re- reward for like. The tram. Oh, we all got cupcakes. Oh, for was the it just unrelated? Yeah, it was unrelated. <laughs> oh well, someone told me it was related. I would have, li- I would have lost it if it was like, um, we're so sorry about your hand getting stuck in the door and we had to open it at the next stop. Here's a cupcake. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. I thought the point of the story was that like they're so bad, they just gave you a cupcake. But to be honest, a cupcake's better than nothing, which is what you actually got. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like with... I feel like it's interesting with Lynn Ramsey as well, being like, especially... I'd say Ratcatcher's like the most, I guess... Well, I suppose you could say Morgan Cal, but it's like the most... One I can relate to in terms of it being the location setting like you know sort of rural Glasgow maybe not the time period which was the 60s during the bin strike yeah but like I feel like one thing Ramsey does really well and this this bleeds into the rest of the films I think is kind of the way people act and talk to each other and have sort of the way they have a relationship to each other it's super believable more than a lot of films that I've seen I feel like she really nails that home the sort of the relationships between people and how they can kind of either fall apart embolden or kind of just even how situations in people's lives affect their emotions and how they interact with people around them. In a way, like, yeah. we Jamesy uh, doesn't know how to react after the horrible stuff that happens in Ratcatcher and it's, the rest of him is, films him trying to figure that out and also how to get away from where he's living with his family. I mean, to be fair, if, like, me and you went to play in the canals and you drowned, I wouldn't know how to react. Yeah, I wouldn't. And we're grown-ups! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Imagine being a tiny child. Yeah. And, like, you're definitely. Hey, Fred, you okay? I can't remember our child's name. It's Fred now. Uh, I'm just going to go with Lemmy. His name's Craig. <laughs> Which is the name of Lemmy's <laughs> male character in any of his improv stories. And the woman. Make that... up your own name, Sam. Be your own person. Okay. My name's Lemmy. Come on. <laughs> no, come on. Come on. Think, think of a name unrelated to anyone else's humour. Spud. There we go. His he's like a little potato. A little potato Spud. A little potato. He's going to cut him up and shoot him out a gun. A potato gun. Because he's a potato. Um, yeah, I would say Ratcatcher's a like, wonderful little window into past Scotland. Mm. And you don't need to have been alive at that time to be able to capture something from it. Yeah. It, like, I feel like We'd it, recommend me too 
And then we have Morvan Keller, which... Would not recommend. Which I would... Second last on my list. It's... I didn't understand it. I didn't relate to it. I, I still don't feel like yeah. it's a Ramsey film. It's fourth last for me. I, I feel like I can... I, I feel like it's a Ramsey film. I feel like it's... I don't feel like it's her best film. I feel like it's the first time she's adapting a story that's not hers. So it could have been she was trying to get the ropes around it. Um, I really like... I like a lot of the shots in the film. I, li- I like I like the sort of the flashing light motif that's used throughout it. Um, from like po- literally from the moment of the word "go" right to the very last shot of the film. Um, and I really think Samantha Morton did a really great job acting as Morvan. I thought she was great in it. I know I know Louise has strong feelings about Morvan's pal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know you and Louise weren't the biggest fans of it. I just, I couldn't relate to like anything in it. Like, you know, a lot of the other ones, I could relate to something in it, but Grad Across Concrete and Marvin Caller are just at the bottom of the list because, well, one was terrible in Marvin Caller I couldn't relate to. Yeah, that's, that's totally fair, like, man. Like, there was nothing that drew me in. There was nothing to entice me to watch the rest of the film. The only reason I finished it is because we needed to for the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, literally watch it, like, oh, this music might jam. <laughs> yeah, you're just like Joker in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, <and laughs> is that is that the noise the Joker makes? No, but it can be the noise. It sounded that... a bit like Krusty the Clown. Sweet. Okay, so my my version of the Joker's Krusty the Clown mixed with the next Sonic Mania. Um, I think um, yeah, no, I I I I like a lot about that film, and I think again, it kind of. Instead of it being kind of a focus on, like you know, with Rat Catcher, it was James trying to deal with what happened, and he can't. It's like him trying to get over that. With Morvern, it's she. She somewhat, like she. She literally. She she goes the polar opposite kind of way, where she just tries to bury it completely, qu- quite yeah. figuratively and literally. Where she literally gets rid of him, goes away kind of steals his book and stuff and then the end where you get her the scene in the club where she's listening to the sound the mixtape he, he made her it's kind of like the whole thing of maybe she, she still can't get away from him she still thinks about him because you gotta live with that whether you like it or not yeah like I remember so much that happens in that film and I remember shots and like things that they do but I, I can't I still to this day can't understand why they do the things that they do in terms of the plot and the world mm. like I, I yeah, I just feel like after the like wonderful world of the Scotland and Glasgow in the sixties, I feel yeah. like I was lost. I couldn't tell you what time frame it was in. I couldn't even yeah. tell you where it was apart from like they were in a place that they went on holiday somewhere warm, probably yeah. Ibiza. Who knows? Do you know what's quite funny? I feel like that's kind of you saying that makes me think it's kind of like the sort of similar situation of like, I guess because like if we if we go from the fact that again this is me inferring it, so it's the film never states this directly, but. I kind of feel like it was like Morvan's clearly not from the islands she's from there she's kind of a stranger in the place that she's living in she may have moved there for her boyfriend we don't again can't say for sure and I remember you guys saying specifically it feels weird like because obviously him like the the, the, the the boyfriend kind of dying didn't really change the plot all that much and it felt like there was a big part of it missing which I guess you could also say is kind of how more Again, inferring, it's all on like feeling and stuff, but like you could say it's Sorry, that was face wasn't to you, it was me hiding behind my microphone. No, it's okay. Um 
and you could see it was kind of Morven. Morven feels that absence. Something's missing. It's her, it's her actual partner that she was hoping I, you could presume to spend the rest of her life with, and he's just gone. But like he's I not. I get it theoretically, but I just don't feel it. That's fair, man. Is the easiest yeah. way to sum up my mm. relationship with Morven Keller. Mm. And also, I say Morven because I I don't understand the name Marvern. Yeah. And it's really awkward for me to say fun, with my Dundonian roots. Fun fact: my flatmate's first name was that. <laughs> And I was like, like was is actually more fun. Never inter- they got like, called encountered it before. They got called Mo for short. Oh Mo. Yeah, great name, great nickname. Um, What's next? My favorite film of the whole podcast. We need to talk about Kevin. We do need to talk about Kevin. We chat about Kevin. He's one, two, three, four, five, six, six. Yeah. Which, again, this was like. You yeah, could... we didn't really have that much to say on it because we all kind of universally agreed it was good. Yeah, and I think I remember, like, like Louise specifically was like, because she could remember quite a lot of it anyway from watching, it, but she didn't want to watch it again specifically because of, like, that's a that is a hard film to watch. It's a yeah. You, we you... weren't prepared for it in university in the slightest, and it was on a big screen, so it was like in the theater. Oh. It's not a one to be taken lightly, yeah, I shall mean, we say. I mean, the actual, like, the, the I feel like the most graphic scenes are, you never see him specifically doing it other than, like, the, the act that Kevin commits, which is he commits it's, a... It's all implied, and in the acting, and in, like, scenery, yeah. and it's such, like, wonderful filmmaking, in the use of, like, time jumping, and being mm-hmm. able to sort of create such a masterful story told through visuals and dialogue, yeah. and sort of figuring out what's going to happen before it happens even yeah. though you're jumping backwards and forwards in time yeah i still don't know how she managed it but i'm so impressed with this hats off the top like of watching this, as well yeah watching this makes me more disappointed than marvin keller <laughs> yeah well it's kind of like maybe she just took everything in her stride after marvin keller she's like right okay maybe yeah here we go but to be fair if we had to have marvin keller to get we need to talk about kev worth it absolutely um and I think Tilda Swinton's fantastic in it. Um, She's fantastic in everything. Yeah, I feel like, like me saying that is not going to surprise anybody watching this. Um, no. But I, I kind of. so good. I hope this isn't the last film that. This will definitely not be the last film we watch with Tilda Swinton in it, for sure. Oh, 100% not. Um, she's great in it. John C. Riley was really good in it. This is the first time I saw him in a non comedic role. Yeah. Um, and he was really good as a sort of Don't Dead that just doesn't see. Kevin's side because either A he doesn't want to or B he doesn't actually believe it or a combination yeah, of both yeah and like when you think of like what each character went through and that the whole time Tilda's like no we shouldn't do this we shouldn't do that and like John C. Reilly's like well it's fine to teach him archery he's so good at it look Tilda he's so good at it look Tilda I'm dead <laughs> because of the archery yeah it's like it's such a like good way to end a character because it like is their own actions coming back to yeah. haunt them but it's not in a satisfying way you didn't yeah. want it to happen and then you even see some of the behaviours in Kevin re like developed in Tilda Swinton as well because there's the bit where she's yeah when you're talking about the fat people yeah that and there's the bit where they're picking it the, where Kevin's picking his fingernail like putting his fingernails and picking it yeah and like placing it very delicately in like a little neat aligned row you see her doing that with the eggshells from the the omelette that she bought the mm-hmm. eggs that she bought earlier that were all crushed oh 
so good. Would highly recommend. Yeah. We need to chat about Kev. Yeah, you can chat about Kev. Only uh, if you're able to watch it, though. Yeah. If, if you don't feel like it's for you, maybe give it a miss or watch it with a friend. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then the last Lynn Ramsey film we had. You were never really here. Yeah, which is, that was your favourite uh, Lynn Ramsey Loved film. It. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, third on my list. Yeah. Favourite Ramsey film. Yeah. And then. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Which again, if you're going for the trauma thing, again, it's. Trauma. Drama. Drama. Trauma. 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 It's. Trauma. Like, Tilda Swinton's was in the clear long aftermath of it and her dealing with the fallout. This is someone who's completely consumed by it all his life to the point where, like, they have what I feel like is the best interpretation of intrusive thought on film. Where you just see Joe mm. doing random everyday stuff. Joaquin Phoenix, who's amazing in this, oh, by the way. The, the knife bit. No. no. Not even just the knife like, bit. The, the bit where he's in the alleyway after he gets shot in the face. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Would recommend that one as well. Yeah. Um, Such I'd... good acting. Better origin story than Joker. Yeah. Also, very very short film, very concise. Gets to the point real fast. Go through it all pretty quick. Um, I was opening them curtains. Was that fun? Oh no, it was the lever shut the curtains, getting ready for the jackbox. Ah, oh, I was closing them curtains. Was it fun? Meg's asking, was closing the curtains fun? I was closing them curtains. Uh, enthralling. Enthralling. Ooh, mm. exciting. Right, and uh, I guess we'll have to move pretty quick. So with. Yeah, our most recent films with Anton, with Banterbury, with, as I like to call him. Anton of Banterbury. I call him Banterbury. I don't know where it came from. I don't know how I originated it. It's only me, but yes, I call no. him Banterbury, yeah. and he accepts it. Okay, before we go on, how lovely. He was such a lovely guest. Fantastic. Such a lovely guest. We'll invite him on again at some point when mm. we want to do more spooky things. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of looking at... Well, no, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. No spoilerinos. Okay. No spoilerinos. Um, so since they're the most recent ones to uh, this one we'll do like s- speed quick fire Hells of Eyes pretty good thriller you could you can kind of see the budget the, I, I even though it was like his, one of his first films it's, I think it still sticks out it's, in, it's an entertaining watch but I, I don't think I'd watch it again would not watch again it's like last in the list besides Morven Color and Dragon Cross Concrete so third last yeah, it's third, it wouldn't... also third last for me Oof. Oh my god, we're like the same person again. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Um, um yeah, I wouldn't rewatch it again. It was alright to like watch and to learn where Wes Craven came from. And like if you want a good example of like what you could make after you graduate from uni or like whatever your film studies are of like a sort of low budget horror film, it's a great example. Yeah. And then right after that well, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, which was um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Which is classic. Love it. That's where second highest on the list. Second highest on the list. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was excellent. I don't think it's as scary, but again, that's the sort of you know it's because of how horrors evolved throughout the years. I think I yeah. I do like all the practical effects. I think it's creepy and unsettling. I like the whole Freddy's whole concept. I like how like I th- I said to you guys the opening shot where Freddy's making the gloves like. That's don't expect it. Don't don't expect it. Most horror films open with like yeah. someone dying, and then this one. Tina sh- don't die till like twenty minutes in. Yeah, and they they kind of pose pose the person who dies as the main character, <laughs> and then it changes yeah. to Nancy. 
it's real nice to like know yeah. who the person is before they die. Yeah, and then we also have Twinkie Depp. <laughs> Twinkie Depp. <laughs> Anton's favorite. Anton's favorite, yeah. Um, specifically, we watched that as a group, and I remember you and Anton getting very excited about certain scenes coming up, being like, "Oh, here it comes!" Yeah, as soon as you see Johnny Depp in his crop top, you know it's about to go down. Yeah. It's such a like unforgettable outfit as well, so you know it's his death outfit. Yeah. Um, yeah, would recommend ten out of ten. I never tire of rewatching yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. I've watched it twice this year already. So have I. I watched it with Liv. <laughs> yeah. How was second time viewing? It was, it was great. I like all the sort yeah. of practical effects stuff. Um, again, don't don't find it scary, but I enjoy yeah. watching it. It's fun. I think it's good fun. Uh, and then Scream. And Scream. Which was my favorite West Cream time. It's third on my list. Um, it's fifth on mine. Yeah, I uh, I think Matthew Lillard's great. I think uh, he's so great. I think I thought Sydney was great in it. I uh, I loved the the horror movie nerd. I thought he was fantastic. I liked how Ghostface. Randy. Yeah, I like how Ghostface is just well, technically two dudes, and they're both yeah, they, just just two dudes hanging out. Yeah, just two dudes fun. hanging out having fun. And Chilling in the hot tub, five feet apart. Yeah, because they're killing people. Yeah. God, you really are reaching for the old memes. <laughs> I really am. It's because I'm so tired and I can't be creative and think of new ones, but I can like fall back on classic comedy. Yeah. So we have, um, like, I like how Ghostface is just—he is just a dude. He's not like super unstoppable. I think yeah. like he he bumbles so much and people fight back so hard. He trips up. He gets hit by beer bottles. Did you did you watch the video I sent where someone tries to figure out which Ghostface is Matthew Lillard and which Ghostface is whatever the. F- his name is I did I started watching it and then I fell asleep because I was really tired <laughs> oh it's a good one like they they talk about how you can tell which one it is by just the way he holds the knife that's pretty cool like I'm pretty sure it's like one of them holds it up all the time another one holds it like sort of down that's like, pretty neat. pointing blaze or they hold it different ways but that's one of the main tells that's pretty neat yeah I think this is my favorite one I liked all the sort of like poking fun at horror movies while also being a pretty great entertaining horror movie as well yeah, and like Drew Barrymore at the start, what a classic, what an yeah. opener. I love her. Great opening scene. I'm very biased towards Drew Barrymore, yeah. though I do love her. Of course. And Matthew Lillard, of course. And Matthew Lillard, yeah. I mean, come on. Big old Manny boy. Who doesn't like Matthew Lillard? Find me the one person. I'll change your mind. <laughs> but only if they want me to, because we're not here to judge people's film tastes. Yeah. Just each other's. <laughs> <laughs> We just judge you for the media you consume, not your film tastes. Yeah. So, that brings us up to speed. Yeah, that's all our films. We spent a lot of time on the ones that are older and less time on the ones that are newer, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of the future, we will be... we will. Funny enough, the Nightmare ones will be coming out during Spookums times, which is very yep. fun. Uh, like the West, the West Graham ones. Spooky fun horror podcasts. And uh, one of the films that I have picked for the next director, which is Toshi Khan, is a Christmas film. It is my favorite Christmas film. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's just it's so lovely and sweet, and the characters are all really great. Um, and if I can find the dub, I'll I'll swing it over to you as like like a good version of the dub. Um, There is there is a character in it, Hannah, who is trans, and in in the English dub is played by a trans woman, which is pretty great. Um, we we like. Uh, Hannah Hannah is the also Hannah is the best character in the film hands down. She is amazing. 
and hilarious. Um, and that film, that film has a whole lot of heart in it. I feel. Yeah. And like you can feel it. I'm like, like it doesn't feel like it's it's kind of, you know, it doesn't feel like like if the film feels like it's made for a purpose, not just for a cash in of an animated Christmas film. It's real nice. good. Um, but the next one we're doing is Perfect Blue, which, um, again, inspiration for Black Swan, <laughs> and. But I do like Black Swan. Yeah, um, it was based on a book, but called Blue uh, Perfect Blue: A Metamorphosis is about a. You love your films based on books. It seems that way, doesn't it? I didn't even. I thought Perfect Blue was wholly original. I didn't. Um, and it's about a singer, like a a a, pop, a Japanese. I mean, you don't need to explain them yeah. now. Yeah. Um, it's it's gonna it's. That one's that's the heaviest one. That one's. Start with the toughest, just, and the rest is easy. Yeah. Um, and then we have Paprika, which is the inspiration for Inception as well. Um, as far as going forward, me and Becca, of course, are the the main hosts. We are your hostess with the mostest. Yee. Yee. And we will be getting sort of we'll be looking to get some more guests on occasionally for certain films and the like. It's, it, I've got an idea of a couple which I will, I can, talk about later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't don't bespoiler me. Don't bespoiler me on the recording. Yeah. Tell me later so I can act surprised. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. What is what a sick tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's not in relation yeah. to anything. No, uh, definitely not. But like uh, I definitely definitely not at all. Not even the ones. Oh no. Um, and if you think this is in relation to you and your tattoo you got because uh, you know both Sam and I, then you're just fooling yourself. Yeah. You absolutely are. Yeah. No. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the big news is we are now. I've partnered up with a one Nakamedia, who will, we will be becoming one of the Nakamedia originals over on their site of Popcorn Profile. We have production parents. We have production parents. In can can I ask when they were presenting it to you? When you were hanging out the window and it was kind of raining on you. Yeah. Didn't it just feel like your parents were sitting you down to explain something? I mean, I even got cake, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really, just the two of them on the couch together, like explaining stuff and being so nice and gentle about it. I really felt like it was like my parents yeah. explaining to us how we're going to run the podcast. Yeah. But no. <laughs> yeah. We, you still run it. We still run it. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got all the sort of creative control. They're going to they're gonna host it and stuff. It's going to be part of the originals. And it's the... like they're our step parents. Yeah. They're fostering us. Yeah. They're, look, they're looking out for us. Um, and of course, they will always be welcome on the show anytime. And again, we thank them so much for the opportunity. I would like to say that. Yeah, they're good boys. They're good boys. Such good boys. Such good boys. And um, do look forward to working with them in the future. Future. And on that note, I think that's going to do it from us, Becca. Yeah. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to cover off? Anything else you'd like to say to the fans? Uh, to all one of my fans. All one of your fans. Because I'd like to say thanks for the for anyone that's downloaded the podcast and listened in. It really means a yeah. lot. Um, for those of you that were in from the start, how did you make it past the start? Real proud of you. You've done good. Yeah, find, find us on Twitter. We are at popcorn profile yeah at popcorn profile oh, that, okay that was a question because you set it up and oh. so you should know the username it's at popcorn profile check. at popcorn profile and let us know if you've 
seen any of the films or watched them because we chatted about them. Hopefully you watched them before we chatted about them. Otherwise Spoilerinos. Got but spoiled. But to be fair, I'm a big fan of like just consuming people talking about films and stuff because then I feel like it's it's always in a smaller format than the actual film. Yeah. So I can't judge. Yeah. Like I, I'm I'm the one where like I like to watch the film and listen to all the people talk about it to see what they thought. And then be like No. Nah. I know so many films because I've just watched videos on them and like listened to people chat about them. Yeah. Like, uh, well, I've gotten into it for like podcasts where they do like a roundup what they watched, what they saw. I watched Knives Out because a podcast was going rant and raving about it, and also Liv's brother was like super big on it. You should have watched Knives Out just because it was Knives Out. Guess what? I did watch Knives Out, and guess what? It was great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, on that note. Uh, thank you everybody for listening and we hope that you will enjoy our future content um, and we will look forward to providing it yeah yeah thank you everybody take care have a good one thank you bye bye